IT Media Podcasts by Limited Intelligence Technologies carries a variety of shows and topics, making it your definitive guide to informative information and entertainment. Hosted by Devin Baker and Lisa Ledesma, each unique episode brings in-depth interviews, socially rich cultural insights, pop culture and more, as well as offers rare glimpses into sarcastically foolish folly. You can find LIT Media Podcasts on Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date on all our latest shows. Greetings inmates 63357. Good afternoon. I am Gleep Glop, paroled red 3.145. I will be your personal parole unit until your term has been successfully completed. Records show inmate then has been incarcerated approximately 10 years 5 months and are scheduled for discharge. That is correct. Your incarcerated term exceeded the social integration 10-year threshold. Inmate has been granted a social reintegration specialist to assist with cultural and social reintegration for the years 1999 through 2010. Do you agree with this assessment, inmate? Yes, I do. And thank you once again for this opportunity. It means a lot for me and my family. Social reintegration for inmates 63,357 begins in 3, 2, 1. Okay, so, 1999. <sighs> okay, so we're going to start off, first of all, by talking about how the world was in 1999. Okay, I, and the, the way we're going to start this is we're going to start, we're going to name a few things that did not exist in 1999. Okay, so. Okay, compared to today. Yeah, things that just didn't exist in the beginning of 1999. Upon my release, this is what did not exist. Music streaming. Streaming in general. In 1990, streaming. I'm going to say as the average person. Computers. I didn't have a computer. Yeah. At home. You know well, I mean? at They're home. Like, no, at home computers were a thing that a lot of people had, but computers. Yeah, they were. But computers thing. were something that sat in your living room and your whole family used it. Not everybody had one. They were either in their parents' office or they were in your living room, like where everyone could see it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't something you had for yourself. No, it wasn't like a personal device But at media all. streaming in general did not exist before in 1990. No, it was all, it was all paper. There was just yeah. No... If you had a piece of media, if yeah. you had a movie, if you had a song or whatever, you had a physical copy of it. There was no. That's mind blowing today. It's a monoculture compared to like a multicultural like we have now because we have like the spread of information between all these different cultures. Back then, it was a very monolithic. Yeah. Only input that came in was allowed to come yeah, in. Totally. Media was way more controlled back then because you only you got your newspaper, you got what was on the radio, and you got what was on your television, and there were people that were in charge of the things that were shown on those things right? Like it wasn't, you couldn't just go on to Reddit or Yahoo Answers or Facebook and like find some random Joe Schmo's idea of some fucking thing. You talk to your neighbors or your friends or you got your media through a source that was controlled. Completely different world. And if you wanted to buy something, you had to go one place and pay one price. There was no shopping around unless you had a whole day of driving Dude, from store to store. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. 
there wasn't no going on and buying something. Well, also I think about the obsession nowadays, and I don't know how much you do that, but this, if I'm going to purchase something, especially if it's something that I'm planning to invest in, I spend literal days, if not weeks, going online, looking yeah. at reviews of a million options, like figuring out where I'm going to buy it, where the best price is, when the best time to buy it. Yeah, that no, did totally. not exist. That was no. not. You, no. Maybe. And if it did, to such a minor degree that you were looking through newspapers. No, you know what you did is you subscribed to. To like find It was flyers. magazines. There were magazines back then that specialized in helping people purchase things. Well, Consumer's Digest. There was literally Consumer's Digest, which still exists, which was a magazine that you could buy. And it was just a list of reviews of products. I've read it. I it's love good. it. It's good. I have uh... I've considered uh, subscribing to their website. I don't really know like how they're reviewed. Like I, I actually, my favorite review place off track is The Wirecutter, like New York Times. did not exist. I can tell you, in 1999, I had a bright canary yellow pager that I paid twice as much for than I pay for my cell service now. <laughs> 
<laughs> my smartphone. You had a page. Oh, a pager. I never had a pager. I just looked up what kind of cell phones were popular in 1999 or existed in 99. And they're all like even pre candy bar phone. Do you know what a candy bar phone is? A candy. No, oh, what is my it? God. Yeah, you fucking missed it. I went from pager oh to God. smartphone. That's where I went from. Yeah. I had a pager. I okay. had a smartphone. Yes. The phones back then were pre candy bar phone. And you don't even know about candy bar phones because those are post 99. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, and, but anybody listening who was not in prison during that time will 100% remember candy bar phones. They basically was like the size of a candy bar and they were fat. Like that's why I think they called it that was those like, I think a Snickers or something. They were like fat about that size and all they had was a screen and like the buttons like on a regular phone. Like I, I don't know how to explain it. Could you play a game? I think you might have had like, no, you could play like snake, pong, that type of shit. And there was no colors. It was that green and gray computer. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old 8-bit exactly. kind of like Atari screen they fixed to a pager essentially. Those yeah. obviously evolved. Like honestly, in January 99, like we're not at the release of any cell phones of note. So that's why I haven't gotten there. We're going to go month to month and eventually cell phones will come out that like are worth talking about and we can dissect. But at this point, I just want everyone to know that like there are no cell- rich friend. Your rich friend might have had a cell phone and your grandparents may have had a like, car phone. But like for the most part, we're we're home phones. We're home phones and answering machine at this point. Wired phones. No, cordless phones for sure. They you didn't have cordless phones because you lived in a fucking schoolhouse on a tiny island with the world. Well, not 99. <laughs> you were out fucking, you were out preparing yourself for horrible mistakes. <laughs> Out making horrible You're out mistakes. making bad decisions. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You might be right. I feel like the average house probably more had corded phones and it was more of a luxury to have a cordless phone at that point. It was because I'm thinking Grammy, my grandma, who I lived with at the time. I do remember people having like cordless phones, but like they weren't. You couldn't go very far away. Because you couldn't go very far away. You could go like to the next room and it's like, what's the point of that or not having a cord? So most people just had like a corded one right next to like Honestly, the I think the, the practicality would be that there's no cord in your way. Meaning that like it's only for rich people. You could walk around. Yeah, who are like willing to pay extra. But you couldn't go more. No, you couldn't go to the other side of your house. Your Bluetooth headphones will go twice as far. At least from your phone. At least, dude. Yeah, at least. It was the length of like your average cord. In fact, I remember one of my friend's parents' moms having one of those cord phones on the wall with a cord that went all the almost to the fucking ground. And I felt like she had the most mobility of anybody. We had a three foot cord. I remember people having long cords, and I feel like that's probably. Because you could go outside. You, what you do is because if you wanted privacy and you were talking on the phone, you took, you dialed, you got it, and then you went yeah. outside. Like that's how long the cord was. You'd close the door over this giant phone cord and you'd be wired outside if you wanted to talk to somebody. I also want to mention that like our imagination of what that could look like someday was headphones where you could walk to the neighbor's house. Like we didn't ever imagine that you'd be able to like take a cell phone and just go into like the woods or whatever and be able to talk to people. Do you know what I mean? Like we couldn't like when we imagine like what's the future going to be like with phone calls oh well it will sit on your head like headphones like we couldn't imagine it fitting in your ear at that point there was no jawbone bluetooth nothing right you know what I mean it sat on your head like a hat okay so that I kind of wanted to just like set the scene for like where we're at right now in 1999 things are way different and I just want to like preface like I just want to say as we dive into this kind of stuff I'm going to stick to pop culture and entertainment obviously there's going to be a lot of politics that happens during this time and a lot of like natural disaster disasters and tragedies and I don't want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> That's not our vibe, right? Yeah, we're going to keep it a little lighter. So if anybody wants to get mad at me about not talking about specific topics that may be heavy, I'm just that's not our vibe. Okay? We're going to ta- we're here to talk about pop culture.
Hi, uh, can, hi, can I help you? Hey, how are you doing today? I'm with the Church of Jesus, the Latter-day Saint. Oh, this is a Jesus thing, or what? Actually, no. Perhaps you've heard of the award-winning artist Kanye West? Well, we believe that he, or ye as we say, is the earthly vessel of our great creator. Basically, you know, I just wanted to like stress the point that like anytime you ingested media back then, it's hard to like think about. DVDs were only gaining. DVDs had barely come out a couple a couple years before. So most of us have VHS. You just have to think about the fact that if you wanted to watch something, you had to go to your TV at the time it was on to watch it or else like you didn't get to see that part of TV. If you wanted to listen to a song, you went and bought the tape or the album. And if you wanted or waited for it to come on the radio, which a lot of us wait for your favorite song. And if you want to watch a movie, you had to go to like Blockbuster. Like, you, like, there was no just going on a computer and being like, beep, bloop, blop, give me the media that I want. And then the other thing I want to bring up is Y2K. Do you remember Y2K? Yeah, I remember Y2K. What do you remember about it? Well, I, was, I went to a, just a fucking rage. No, just, like the actual I'm Y2K talking, day? Because we're- st- Party? Week? No, because- I went to like a week-long party. <laughs> my Y2K was really Y2K, dope, too. So that was fucking awesome. My Y2K was like, was the first time I ever got drunk. And I was at a rave in England. And I was just drinking champagne with my aunt all night long. And I didn't go to bed till like 9 a.m. It was the first time I stayed up all night dancing and partying. <laughs> And it probably shaped the rest of my life. Like, I set my night out bar that high. Like, that was my first time. The millennia. <laughs> you blew it all in the first load. But no, I'm talking, because we're still in 99, okay? We're not 2Y2K. What I'm talking about is the way the world felt, because we're January 99. Hi, how are you doing today, sir? What can I do for you? I'm with the Church of Jesus, the Latter-day Saint. Oh, Jesus. Hail his name. Actually, that's, uh, that's Jesus. Well, tell me about it. I, I mean, I know of Jesus, but tell me about your interpretation of the man. Please. We believe that it is written that the great Jesus, in the temporal form of the award-winning artist Kanye West, was digging through the trash one day in search of answers, truth, in revelations and a lost roach his roommate said uh, was there and lo and behold he came across something strange and glimmering and it was three gold diamond platinum paper plates I know what you're asking yourself sir how could these plates be made of all these things well that's how he knew it was holy sir and upon those plates you know what he found I do not he found the covenants and lyrics that the great church holds fast to today and this and son, is this a true story you're telling me? You're not pulling my leg, are you, son? No, sir, no, sir. This is straight from my mouth to your ears. But do you know where those plates were found, sir? Uh-huh. Right here. Right here in the good old USA, sir. In the USA? That's right. Right here. This is the land of God? Alright, you're you're getting a little too high-fluting for me, if I'm being honest. I like my Jesus simple. So we're starting at 99 with the fact that like you're you're in the army, you're about to go AWOL, you're not paying attention to pop culture, any of that shit I'm assuming. But what I want to talk about is just basically I want to talk about the fact that the big deal that Y2K was and the fact that like in 99, it was a big fucking deal. Dude, we were going into a new century. We had been 19, 18, 17, I mean, as far back as the year thousand, it's been a thousand years, right? We were moving. There was this vibe in the air. And they told us missiles, nuclear missiles 
missiles were going to launch and destroy us all because the computers exactly. couldn't handle the old flip over there. Which honestly, as an individual, like they had been talking about that for like, I know. dude, people bulked the people out of so much money for that. I know. Weird Y2K kits and shit like that. And like, they'd been talking about it. They'd known about it for fucking. In retrospect, it's so fucking silly. But we thought the entire world was going to implode. We thought that every single computer yeah, just... was going to like crash and burn because they'd all been programmed to only have a one in that digit. And once a two went in that digit, they were all going to like, re- what they thought is that they were going to not go to two. They were going to all reset to zero and everything was going to get deleted and go haywire. And it sounds really silly to us now, but like it was a real fear. People were really actually afraid of that. And talk- it was a real concern. Yes, it was. Yeah, people were making bunkers it was fucking and fucking. Scary, dude. Yeah, it was a whole yeah like, asteroid also, coming situation there was right this, there. There was the other side of the coin where it really felt like we were going into the future. Things were really changing. You know, Napster will come this year. It's going to come in a couple months. Napster's going to debut. A lot of shit is going to happen technologically just in 1999 specifically, where you could see why the people were really thinking that 2000 was the start of the future. The Jets, you know what I mean? Like we all have this idea of like the future. That one we weren't wrong. We weren't wrong on Freaking that one, dude. Out, man. We really are in the future. Like the amount of technological. And we thought we weren't ready for that, but I guess I guess we are. We were not ready. Look at us. We were not fucking ready in any way. Do you remember? Like we are not ready. I don't know. The internet. Well, we're gonna go in because the internet is gonna blossom in this decade. You're, the internet is gonna come to be. Computers are gonna come to be. Things are going to come to be what they are now over this span of ten years to the point where you're gonna come out in 2010 and life is gonna be different than it is now, but not that different. Like that jump, 99 to 2, 2010. A lot of shit changes, dude. Like it's crazy. This is a big decade. So I want to just kind of set the scene of like what we're on the precipice of. The precipice. The precipice. So, January 1st, the euro comes to be. January 1st, 1999. That's like an economics thing that we're not really that into, but the reason I included it mainly was because the recent fact that like England just recently left the euro in the past couple of years. So we kind of have the whole timeline from now to then, like it started. You were in the army right now when the euro started. Uh, January 3rd, Mars. Uh, January 3rd, Mars was it? We discovered Mars. No, January 3rd, NASA launched the Mars Polar Lander. So it was like a little, a little wall dude that was supposed to land on Mars. I wish that I had good news for work? you about the Mars Polar Lander, but apparent I will kind of guess because I thought the last one they sent was like the first one to actually like make it. Uh, the Sopranos episode one, the pilot debuted January of 1999. I have seen that also, but not obviously during that time period. I've never seen the Sopranos. You've never seen it? Nope. It was replayed on, on TBS, I believe at some point. So I haven't watched the good bits. Only the, <laughs> I think TBS bits. Maybe I should watch like an episode episode a week because this is where we are in the thing for some reason multiple multiple versions of treasure island came out specifically january i was thinking like did we have like a pirate fixation back then yeah, we're really big into pirates, man. <laughs> they, you know, Seinfeld just came out with a puffy shirt episode about pirates and shit, dude. We were like, everything needs to be pirates. Treasure Island? Fuck yeah, it's green light that shit, dude. And then to end the year on a high note, on January 31st, the first episode of Family Guy debuted. So that's the beginning of Family Guy as well. Seth MacFarlane begins to become a, a name. 
is actually not gonna become a household name for like almost a decade but his art was given to us that's where we're at with movies i've got me i mean I, I don't have too much left actually i only have music left so music wise i gave you a list specifically of shit you would hear on the radio i didn't give you the best song and i actually almost messaged you because i want to say like i'm sure you were into and i'm sure i was into music that wasn't on the radio at that time that we were listening to buying the cds for i think like at that time i was like just dipping my toes into like marilyn manson and like nine inch nails and stuff like that which i didn't put on that list i don't know where we are with those i basically just wanted to give you like the radio shit you know like what you might like hear like driving around because back then that's how we listen to music most of the time either you were invested enough to buy the cd or you heard shit on the radio well, i learned i learned something give it to me that for one i thought that sugar ray smash mouth lynn lfo omc were all just uh smash mouth <laughs> I thought all those bands were just that one band all those songs no You've idea they're crediting they're all, all of those songs to Smash Mouth? Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. thought Smash Mouth was just like the they were only killing it during thing that time period. <laughs> I guess. I was just like, yeah, those guys must have. I didn't really think about it because I was just like, they're, I mean, whatever, you know. Steal My Sunshine? You thought was Smash Mouth? Like, you thought there was a female vocalist in I Smash Mouth? I couldn't tell you which songs they sang and which songs they didn't <laughs> sing from any of those people's catalogs. I would accredit it to Sugar Smash Mouth, Ray? Yes. Oh my god, Sugar Ray was on the radio a lot. I also learned mm. that InSync and Backstreet Boys are also two different bands. I always assumed that InSync was like, was like a, I don't know, like a song or one of their popular things or something. Yeah, no, this is actually very interesting. One of the most notable uh, album releases, I would say for me, for January and for the world on January 12th Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears was released that album so Britney Spears this is the month Britney Spears is introduced as like a 16 year old I have no reference point up until really I watched that documentary about the free Britney thing or whatever okay but you don't remember Baby One More Time coming out my whole reference point is that okay. documentary that's when my I mean I know she, she was an artist but you wouldn't have been listening to Britney back then she was nowhere on like my cultural well, radar there you go. as being an artist well this is when she came out this is why because you were running and gunning in 99 and she entered the scene right about now and she was like 16 twas a moment dude and it, and we will continue to follow Britney Spears 1459 by Sugar Ray came out which is so funny that you mentioned that because that was another one that was like had a lot of hits that year that's got like every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner my girlfriend's proposed bed you know that song Smash Mouth that's not Smash Mouth that was that's fucking great dude so that's the album that album came out it was pretty it was pretty big you couldn't go anywhere without hearing Sugar Ray basically in 1999 as far as billboards go um I can I'm gonna give you the top song for every week so January 2nd and 9th the top single was I'm Your Angel by R. Kelly and Celine Dion is that the most 1999 thing you've ever fucking heard can you imagine like now R. Kelly and Celine Dion making a song together yeah there's a lot of individuals that have uh, fallen far from uh, where they were in 1999. In 1999, R. Kelly was making songs with Celine Dion that were hitting the top of the chart. That was Celine Dion. The 16th and the 23rd, we had uh, Have You Ever by Brandy. Do you know that song? Is that the one that goes... No, it's... Uh, the baby? It, no. No. You know what I'm talking about? That's... No. That's Aaliyah. That? That's Aaliyah. That's Aaliyah. Yeah. Brandy right. is a... <laughs> No. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, you know that one. No. Okay. This one is just for me. The album Up, 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 Up. I don't know. Six Ups by Ani DeFranco came out that year. Probably I, don't give a shit. Nope. It's got one of my favorite Ani songs, so I had to Never put it in it. here. It's just 
It has that many ups. It's just spaces. Yeah. It's up, it's up, hyphen. up, up, There's up, up. So it's literally just That's what the name six, of the album is. Six ups. Yeah. And it's got a song called uh, Angry Anymore, up. which is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, called uh, Up. <laughs> Anyway, no one's going to give a fuck about that one, but it's one of my favorite songs, so I'll say. The only thing I wanted to do was maybe tell you about some of the things that are coming up to kind of whet your whistle. Uh, in 1999, coming up, we have my favorite story of the year, which is about two men that broke the record for flying around the world in a hot air balloon. I did a deep dive on that, so we're going to talk about that shit when it happens. I think it's March. Um, The album Slim Shady LP comes out pretty soon. So at this point in time, Eminem does not exist. No Eminem? Nope. Hi, my name is, my name is, that shit doesn't come out till next month, right now, in the world. We're at 99. I seen that, you want to know what I thought when I seen that shit for the first time? What? You want my take? So I seen it, and I was like, I have done a lot of PCP. There's a scene where there's a couch, and then a dude walks by. And I'm like, oh, I see that dude. And then a scene later, they got, you know, Eminem up there doing like some puppets, like puppetry. And I figured out, that guy walking by, I thought they were doing like a Milli Vanilli situation on me. I thought they were trying to get me. It turned out that... It, that that was not the case oh. that he was an actual artist. <laughs> okay, well, that song will come out February 23rd, so save it up, because we're also going to talk about the handful of people that Eminem references in that song, and it's a lot. We're going to talk about Primus. We're talking about Limp Bizkit. We're going to talk about all the shit. Eminem, we're basically going to list off because we are about to take this trip, this journey of you in prison. We're about to take it alongside Eminem, because he grows and changes over this side, too. Yeah. And the fact that he references a lot of pop culture. He has a lot to do with pop culture in the next 10 years. Can I say one thing? Go for it. You're welcome. (laughs) See, now I got now I got Eminem and the European Union are gonna try to throw me back in so I can bring back the Euro and you can be top charts again. I need to, I need to shut up. They aren't gonna get me. They're coming through the door. Here's other things that we're gonna talk about. Here's some things that are coming up. Here's your teaser for 1999. We got Austin Powers coming up. We've got Futurama coming up. We've got the Tom Green show. Ooh, Futurama came out this year? Yep. I might watch it later. I love Futurama. Yep. Pokemon's going to come out. Oh, I'm just starting to learn about that. We've got Madonna's going to make a comeback this year. Try to. Woodstock 99 happens in 1999, obviously. The space shuttle docks at the International Space whatever, ISS, for the first time. International uh, Space Multiplex. Anyway, that fucking shuttle is going to dock in that shit at the, for the very first time ever. Legoland opens up in USA. Columbine is going to happen. I mean, a lot of shit is going to happen dude tony hawk pro skater is gonna come out same with napster phantom menace we got some shit coming down the pipeline for this year it's gonna be it's gonna be a, an interesting year this is all i'm saying do you see you check out a reality for a decade or two and then it just all goes to hell look what all this stuff's going on yeah i got a lot to fill you in dude wait till you hear about tom green who i'm pretty sure we need to compile a list of celebrities who got famous and lost their fame within the span of time that Devin was in prison so he like completely missed and I think Tom Green is one of those. I think he's a person that literally gets famous post you going to prison and then loses his fame by the time he was very famous. I have heard his name used in an Eminem song. Yeah. Dude, I wonder if Jackass is going to start. I think, well, it's definitely going to start while you're in prison. Jackass. I don't know if you know the names of any of those guys. Bam Margera. I don't know the names. I've seen the thing. But I mean, there there are people who I'll bring up who got famous and lost their fame in the amount of time you were in prison who you just don't know exist. But you probably 
have like people have referenced in pop culture around you and you've just been like no idea who that fucking person is and people are thinking like how could you have missed tom green my bum is on the this my bum is on that nothing no bum is on the this yeah that's that's tom green right it's the m&m thing yeah oh so he's making fun of tom okay so tom green must have already been out because he's no that was a later song i've heard that song since oh that is a later song that's that's the real sim shady right where he says my bum is on the this my bum is on the this and if you're lucky i might just give it a little kiss and ask you what you know what a women's clitoris is (laughs) yeah that's the next song Congratulations, inmate, on completing your first court-ordered pop culture integration session. Your pop culture specialist will now administer a short quiz to test your retention from this session. Okay, who sings this song? Ready? Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Smash Mouth. (laughs) It's one of the Smash Mouths. one of the smash maps okay how about this one you are my fire my one desire believe when i say that i want it that way because we are two worlds apart and i can't reach to your heart no so you know believe me when i say that i want it that way britney spears is that it is that close i want oh it's one of the the backstreet boys ones Tell me why. (laughs) Which one of the Backstreet Boys is it? Is it the Backstreet Boys or is it the other one? Yeah, but InSync and the Backstreet Boys are two different bands. It's not, they're not both Backstreet Boys. I don't know, it sounds like one of those crossover bands or whatever it is. How about this song? No matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside and I can't break through. There's no talking to you. I'm so sad that you're leaving. It takes time to believe it. But after all that you've said and done, I'm going to be the lonely one. Oh, do you believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me say... I really, it really don't feel strong enough. Do you believe in life after love? The share. No, it's share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel something inside me say. How about this? Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills yeah, and yeah, put your it's helmet a, on. It's a, Ground control to Major it? Tom. I'm doing this. I'm doing this with my finger. Commencing countdown. I'm doing this. Got the glasses Engines on. on. Got glasses on. What's his name? Playing the piano. Doop a doop a doop. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm doing it yeah, he's got the thing. He got the... No, it's, it's David not... Bowie. Oh, is that David Bowie? It's not Elton John. It's not Elton John. Ah, oh, damn. It's not man. Elton John. <laughs> is Elton John still alive? Because David Bowie dead, right? Are they both still alive? Yeah. David Bowie's dead, but I think Elton John. No, Elton John's still alive. This podcast made possible by listeners like you and by our sponsors. The Church of Jesus the Latter-day Saint, and Bork's Big Bull Bong Bargain Bar. From Bug Tussle to Tarzan, Texas, if you need a Big Bull Bong at blowout bargain pricing in Texas, then Bork's Big Bull Bong Bargain Barn has you covered. That's Bork's Big Bull Bong Bargain Bar. Welcome to Bork's Big Bull Bong Bargain Barn, where we got bulls the size of Texas. That's right. Welcome to Texas, everybody. You tired of those little bulls that only gave you a couple hits? This one takes a whole Oz, Ozzy, ounce, lid. That's right. A whole big old bong bowl at Bork's Big Bull Bong Bargain Barn. Hey, you looking for mushroom posters? Blacklight, we got them. You looking for change for your wallet? We 
got them. Looking for big old black cones and go in the back of your pocket like a real Hesher. We got them at Mork's Big Bowl Bomb Bargain Barn.